Welcome to the High Energy Ballers Podcast with Eric DeJohn. Designed to inspire, motivate, and take your game and life to the next level. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. And as always, bring the energy. Welcome to another episode of High Energy Ballers. Today we've got a very special guest, Roberto Bologna. Roberto, what's going on, my dude? Hey, Eric. How's it going, brother? It's great, man. It's, you know, another day, another dollar here in the Sunshine State. Um, Roberto is not too far from me down in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, we actually met pretty recently within the last couple of months. Um, I met him the same way I'm meeting, you know, majority of a lot of uh very successful people nowadays, which is over social media. We met on Instagram. So um, he has, yeah. he's a very impressive dude as you'll be able to tell throughout this interview. So Roberto, why don't we start off just telling people a little bit about you, where you're from and, and what you're, what you do. Right. So I am from Venezuela originally, but I moved to the States and I lived in different countries, but I, I moved to the States in 2003. Right. So, and I'm a U.S. citizen at this point, so but I still have an accent because I live in South Florida. So if I lived anywhere else, I wouldn't have one. But that's not here nor there. But um, and, and what I do is is real estate, right? Uh, on the investment firm uh, kind of way. So uh, commercial side, I owned buildings in Missouri, Illinois, Tennessee, in Florida. Uh, now what we're doing is opening a residential site. So um, it, is, uh, it is a project that I have started this month to counter basically what I was doing on the commercial side, which was owning the buildings, renting them out to uh, tenants uh, such as Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, uh, and financial institutions. So we're seeing what we can do here on the residential side because currently real estate is very active, very active. Mm, interesting. So, you know, for somebody listening to this that doesn't know much about real estate, my, I myself am still learning, you know, about real estate because I'm sure most people are out there. Um, what would you, what, what, why did you start with like a KFC versus getting right into residential? Could you kind of break down the differences and what's you know, yeah well um yeah and it's completely different one from the other um i think that for me it came naturally uh, as an analyst right so my background is uh, is as an analyst uh, as a risk trade manager and um i started to analyze uh, real estate deals and um when you go into commercial it's a it's a numbers game right so when you go into a residential um, uh, type of uh, real estate, you go into a house and, and if you're buying it, right? If, if you're going buying it and there's that intrinsic value, um, you can always do flips. You can always do wholesale. You can, there's a bunch of things really you can do in real estate, to be honest. So, so my answer, at least it's very personal because real estate is so broad. I mean, you can do residential, commercial, agricultural, industrial. I mean, it's, you can make money everywhere. Um, you just have to, to grind it out. You have to dedicate the time to it. And um, yeah, for me, it just came naturally, I think, um, on doing the commercial side. And 
And residential is just something that I'm noticing. I don't know how things are in Tampa there, but here in Fort Lauderdale, I mean, things are very, very active. I mean, you see signs everywhere. Um, there's a saying now, there's not enough supply. I mean, because um, mortgage, um, mortgage loans, uh, their current interest rate is so low that people are taking advantage of it. So the market's moving. It's moving a lot, even though we're under, we're, you know, post quarantine, but, um, but it's, it's not fully recovered, right? The economy, like people are out, but you know, now they're saying there's more cases. So uh, the reality is we're not, and we won't probably go back to how it was before, but the good thing is there's activity. I mean, people are trying to do business, right? People are trying to move forward and that's great. I mean, so that's how I got started in it. Yeah. And you said dedication, commitment, and, uh, and it's a numbers game. And uh, that's, I'm, sh I'm sure you've experienced a lot of, of that. For me personally, I've, I've had many experiences growing up, you know, being in, in, in especially it's a number game, like repetition, everything, you know, like every time you go out there, you try, you try to get to the next level, you got to get more reps. You got to, you got to hit more numbers because, you know, there's always going to be people, I mean, not in, not in, in sports, it's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta always be trying to, you know, get to the next level. And by doing that, you need reps, but in business and sales, right. It's a lot of it's, you know, numbers game. You gotta be able to find the buyers. You gotta find the good people. You gotta be able to, to get through the bullshit, to get to, you know, the gold. And I know you've come across a lot of gold in your career, you know, being as successful as you are in real estate, but um, how, how, is that concept to you like it's a numbers game because i know you've been you've been doing this for a while so yeah yeah no i and i think and, and and i was just you know not laughing but smirking at because you were in sports and and i did um practice sports but you know i i played baseball um in and i played soccer i never was good enough to go up to you know uh, you know, a, a professional level, but I do see that uh, successful people do have that link uh, with sports, you know? Um, and I see that because I think there's, well, everyone has competitiveness in them, right? But that discipline that brings when you train with a team or, or even by yourself, whatever it is you're doing through a sport translates automatically into business and in, into hustling into whatever it is you're doing uh and so for me the discipline you know starts every day waking up 6 six thirty in the morning exercising um and and then just you know already have a calendar in place right uh and, and just executing that calendar as efficiently as possible one of the things that i've added also onto my schedule is is getting to know people right so like you and i met through instagram Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is one of the things that, you know, I've been able to leverage. I think, uh, I, I do give myself on my schedule, some space to, to do that Instagram, to, to network, to, to put myself out there because that's currently the name of the game, I think. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. The, the more people that you, you, you know, are spreading your message to you're helping. and that always comes back. You know, as they say, the more people you help, the more, the more you get. 
or the, the more people, the more people you help, you know, you'll get everything you ever wanted. So I, I, you know, I do the same thing, bro. I'm on there, you know, just trying to provide value when I can. And you never know, like, dude, I was actually, um, she went to go get my haircut yesterday and my barber, he's like, bro, he's like, thank you for putting all those videos up. Um, he's like, cause him and his, uh, him and his girl also have a, a marketing business where they're doing, web, you know, different things in, in marketing. And he's like, he's like, you know, I've been having my girl call, make calls. And, uh, he's like, he's like, shit, she wasn't really like hitting that many people. And then we started watching some of your videos. You put one up about how, you know, the person who calls three times versus the person who calls 10 times is going to hit that many more people. And they're going to, you know, get to more. Right. And, right. Yeah. So he's like, dude, that, you know, I'm like, dude, that's why I post that shit. So I hear stories like this, you know, that's amazing. That's amazing feedback that you're getting. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like makes me realize like shit, like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this for like people are watching, even though they might not be liking or commenting or engaging. Right. So that's kind of, and I know you do a lot on, on Instagram with different, right. different, you know, with Wi-Fi money team. That's yeah. how, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm partners with them with the Wi-Fi money team and um, they have been, they have opened uh, my mind to a different set of rules in business. Mm. Uh, so the fact that you're leveraging, just like you're doing this podcast, just like you are um, doing on Instagram, right? Everywhere. Um, the biggest names out there are doing it, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't we, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's those days where uh, you are supposed to study a certain career and just, you know, do that for the rest of your life or, if you had something that you were working on, you had to keep it to yourself. Those days are over. I mean, it's, it's, you have to put things out there and, um, and I'm talking business wise, right. But, but in general, right. Like some people that do podcasts or, or, or are on Instagram are not necessarily there for the business could be there for educational purposes, right. Uh, to spread the word, to, to be motivational. And so, um, I think that's, it's, it's a new game and people have to adapt. People have to adapt. Those that continue their path, I'm sure that this, this virus, unfortunately, has, has been a, a, a great hit to them. And, um, and, and if they don't adapt, they, they will just stay behind. Yeah, if they're not picking up with the new, the new ways, which um, for me, I tried to, you know, to do everything over the phone, uh, Zoom, or whatever it may be. But then once, uh, you know, and, and before you could go out and, and meet more people face-to-face, -face, people were more laid back about that. I think it's, it's kind of tightened up and then it's loosened up a little bit more recently. But I think, you know, those couple months where people were skeptical about meeting you, you, like you said, you have to, you know, find different ways to sell your product or you got to sell a different product that, you know, you can actually reach out to people through your phone and so, you know, for me, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because I, I had to figure out how to do it, which was ideal for me. I'd rather be sitting here on my phone making phone calls than driving around all over the state trying to meet with people because you waste more time that way. And like you said, you can pick up on different things like, you know, podcasts. you got to adapt. Right. At the end of the day, I mean, are things closed? I mean, you're not going to just stay home and, and you know, 
yeah. look at your ceiling. I mean, you're, you're gonna, you have to do something. So phone calls, phone calls, I agree with you. So when you connect with someone through Instagram, right, you're chatting with them, but, but then the next thing to do, the next level of, of relationship is, hey, let's get on a phone call. I think you and I have some things in common we can work on, right? And, and then uh, meeting in person. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, you have, you have, it's a tool, it's an additional tool to whatever it is you're doing on your relationship basis. Mm -hmm. Would you, um, so somebody who's trying to get started in real estate, I mean, you've been in real estate for how long now? So uh, I could tell, let's say over five years, okay. you know, uh, uh, seven really when, but, but it was never really, um, I was, I was doing other things, right. Uh, it was really not until maybe last year that, that I was a hundred percent focused on it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And you've already, yeah. in just a year of focus, you built your company to a multi-million dollar company. Yes. Yes, I have. Um, but it has not been easy. Um, so uh, currently we have assets under management close to $10 million. Um, and uh, the road to get there was a lot of knocking on doors, calling people, right? And getting rejected a bunch of times, a bunch of times. Um, you know, I even remember, you know, trying to give up at a certain point. I talked to my wife and I said, you know, um, you know, I, let's, let's just put this project on hold maybe next year, maybe something like that, because you do get tired. You know, I, I was, I was months and months trying to do this, um, at a hundred percent, right. It's, it's different when you have something that, you know, Oh, I have a project here. I have a project there, but, but you're really hustling among, you know, many things. But when you focus laser focus on something and, um, and try to do that one thing, I mean, you're putting all your eggs on one basket, right? So now at this point, it's, it's serious business. And, and that's what I wanted to achieve. And, and, and you know, finally, I, I hit into someone that, that was willing to, to invest 100% in, in my idea. And, and we moved forward from it. And, and, and then after that, the word started to spread out. And, and you know, that's how we, how we started to grow. Mm. Yeah. So I think, I think your question and your question was someone who's starting real estate. Did you ask that? Yeah. I was going to say like, for someone who's starting real estate, what would they be looking for? But I honestly was kind of intrigued by what you said. Um, you said there was a lot of setbacks. There was a lot of trials, tribulations that made me question if I wanted to continue. And that's, that's a topic anybody can do. You know, any, anybody who's been in, Sports and sales and business and life in general. Like, like when you're going through pain, it's like nobody wants to feel the pain. They don't want the discomfort. But you kept going through it. So, what would you say to somebody out there who's who's listening? Is like, shit. I want to be, you know, a multimillionaire. I want to take my my game life to the next level. What would you say to them about setbacks and in getting familiar with, you know? discomfort and, and just pushing and grinding and getting to the next level? So I think that's a super personal question, right? Um, and, and the reason I say that is I w for me, it is not concentrate on the money um, and do something that excites you, 
meaning I rather, and, and this is a, a way that I operate, um, which is I set my goals so high, <laughs> like so high. Uh, and I don't necessarily achieve them all, but, but they're so high that if I even achieve half of it, it is still an achievement, right? So what gets me excite, excited is sometimes I, I compromise to things that logically, if you ask someone and, and you're like, you know, you, you shouldn't compromise to, you know, get into a, a certain or, or sell uh, X amount of uh, real estate or, or something along those terms. But I, because logically you still have to think who would be the clients? I mean, how would you be able to raise millions of dollars uh, doing something like this? And, and the logic inside of you would say, you know, don't, uh, don't do it because you don't know those people. And, and what excites me is, oh, I don't know those people. You think I can't make it? Let me go ahead and do it. So that's what, that's what I, uh, excites me. Uh, and so someone that's having setbacks, it's, uh, you know, you're going to have setbacks. Even if you're an employee of a company, you're going to have setbacks in life in general, right? So I would say, you know, try to find something that excites you, that, that makes you feel like when you're on a roller coaster and you have that emptiness, like try to make, try, try to find something like that because living comfortable gets boring at the end of the day. I mean, there's a reason I think uh, John Stewart stepped off from, from the daily show. Um, and, and those people just leave those positions. It's just not fulfilling, you know, in, in going back to the money part, if you concentrate on something that excites you, money will come. I mean, money will come. You just have to be an expert in it because you love it, right? You're getting excited about it. So if it's real estate, you know, just submerge and invest. You must invest not only time, but money. And, you know, everyone has a different budget, but you have to understand that, the, you know, certain things, you need to money build certain bridges and, and you have to spend it. I mean, um, reading and, and doing all that stuff uh, with free courses and all helps. It does help, but you know, maybe sometimes you have to pay to gain, to get into a meeting, to get into, or to pay for uh, one of these conventions, right? Why? Because you're putting yourself out there. You're trying to get to know people. So overall, I think it's a very personal question, but for me is, is really what excites me. So mm. that's how I view it. Yeah. Two, two of my favorite quotes in regards to this is the, the, the way to find comfort is to seek discomfort. And then another one is um, don't focus on the money, focus on the relationship. And that's right. kind of what you said, right? 100%. 100%. So whenever I am, I always know the numbers, right? Of, of what a deal will be or, or certain specifications. But whenever I am trying to, sell to someone, I, I really don't mention any prices. You know, I, I focus on the relationship. Um, if you start with a price, uh, what will end up happening is the conversation will end there. You know, it will be a, a transaction conversation kind of, right? Um, and you can do that for, for certain, um, certain industries, right? Like you can cold call in and try to close a business really quick based on transaction. Oh, you don't have the money? Okay, goodbye right? That helps. For real estate, it's not like that. You know, you can't start a conversation and say, hey, 
do you have uh, $250,000? They're like, no, okay, goodbye, right? Uh, they may have it, they may not have it liquid, um, because you first have to filter, right? I mean, who, who, who you think you're talking to, but, but it, it ends up being that um, if they don't have it available now, they might have available within a year or so, right? So, so it's a relationships game. Uh, so I love that quote, that both quotes that you mentioned, to be honest. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like you said, if you tell them the price right away, they're like, this is just another random dude trying to sell me some shit. But if you just build a relationship, they're like, man, that dude, he's a good dude. Like, he's different from all the other people out there that are just calling me, asking me if I got 250K and hanging up. Right. You know, he's actually out there, freaking, he took an hour out of his day to, to learn about me, my freaking, my wife, my kids, my business. And he truly cares. And that those are the types of people that when you build a relate, when you focus, I mean, I'm in, I'm in solar, you know, residential, commercial buildings and things like that. So... I focus, I like to focus more on the relationship because a lot of the transactions are pretty large. So what I do is I just focus on the relationship and then what happens is typically they ask you like, okay, well, how can we kind of, you know, move forward? Or how can we, you know, get the ball rolling? Because they're like, they, all of a sudden they're just like people talking about whatever for 30 minutes and then next thing you know, they're like, shit, this is a good dude. Like if I'm right. gonna, I want the product, I'm going to do it with somebody that I like. At that point, they feel like they're in, you're you're basically raising the value of yourself higher than what the what the overall price is going to cost. So then, when you bring the price out, they're like, "Oh shit, that's actually not that bad." And you're you're a really cool, dude. I like you. So, you know, let's do it. Right? And you might take more than one call or one more than one visit. Yeah. Um, what I always focus, you know, when doing the relationship is is really if I can add value to those people. Um, if, if I can't add or to that client, uh, if I can add value, I, I, you know, I understand I can't add value on, on a specific product. So I think that's, that's the reality of it, you know, um, is that you can build a relationship, but you're not going to be on the phone with someone talking about or, or visiting them like randomly. Right. And just talking about anything that, uh, you know, random things that really are you guys don't have in common like you understand like you have someone who's really onto sports and then you have someone that's that's not <laughs> and then what what are you like? so the relationship thing helps when you find certain um certain keys right but but the reality is what you are trying to find out in that conversation is how can i uh help them achieve a certain goal how can I help them improve through my product? Um, so, so that is really ultimately what you are looking for. So in solar, for example, I mean, everyone should have solar, right? Like uh, it helps the, the, the environment and it's a technology that's, that's growing. So uh, you build a relationship, sure, uh, that it may take one, two, three calls or, or visits. Um, but at the end, you're at the same time, you're finding out how much are you guys pay, you know, or, or, you know, you're trying to find out that, you know, if you do purchase this program, these are the benefits that you're going to get from it. So you do the relationship as well as introduce the product because whoever you're approaching, they are aware that you want to sell them something. Mm -hmm. So building a relationship is super important, but you can't beat around the bush for too long, right? It's not like you 
you're going to just talk about personal things for like three calls. I mean, at some mm -hmm. point it's going to be like, it stalls. That conversation just stalls, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, and usually what I do is, I mean, I've sold like over the phone and face-to-face -to -face too. So what I always do first is like you said, you want to make sure you can add value, right? So I always try to qualify my people right away. That way I'm not, you know, wasting anybody's time. So qualifying first and then, you know, once you, once you do get into the meeting, you're, you know, you have all the intel that you need. And then at that point, I just, you know, grow the relationship off of what they, what they want, what they need, and then just, you know, get them to like me a little bit more before I, you know, and then by that time, usually they, uh, they are asking you to buy, but it's, it's, it's right. different also face to face versus over the phone between i mean I've, I've done it for insurance too insurance and solar you know face to face and over the phone it's a different kind of script for sure so, how many calls does it does it take you to close the deal over the phone yeah um yes yeah i mean it's it's different but i mean i would say dude some days are some days are better than others like some days you know it takes 30 calls to close the deal other days, you know, you yeah. make 100 calls and you close no deals. So, I think no, but, but for a particular client, for a particular client, I mean, do you call them once and, and then you're on oh, the book automatically or? No, no. How so many follow-ups? So, yeah, usually, um, I mean, for residential, like if you're going out to see them or if you're doing it over the phone, usually it's just a one-call close, like maybe a two-call close. But um, most of the time it's either like they know that if they if they want it or not now commercial is a little different there's more way more follow-ups you're working with much loftier deals so you have to you know get on them you got to get to the decision maker which is a lot more difficult than if you're just selling to a homeowner right right so with commercial a lot more like probably you know four or five but residential a lot of times it's like one to three i would say yeah right Right, right, right. But you always need those follow-ups, right? hundred mm, percent. You got to follow up. You got to follow up and keep, keep your pipeline full and, and organized because, you know, if you're, if your job is to sit down and make calls all day to close deals and you don't, and you're, you know, you don't have any of your data organized or tracked and there's no notes in there, then how the hell are you supposed to know who you're going to call and who's, who's on the hot seat and all of that. So that's right. kind of what I do is just, you know, organize it that way. Yeah, love that. By the way, um, you're in Tampa, right? Yep. I might go there in a month or so. I'll let you know. You gotta let me know about it. Yeah, for sure. We'll meet. Yeah. Do you have any real estate out here in Tampa? No, I I had an opportunity at some point um, to buy a property there. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was it was a restaurant. Uh, I think a Taco Bell. Um, but, but it didn't, it didn't work out. It didn't work out, um, negotiations, um, because you have to understand something in, in real estate, you make the money on the purchase, forget thinking about the sale. I mean, you make the money on the purchase, so you have to be very aggressive when, when purchasing. And, and if it really doesn't hit your parameters then then you shouldn't go through with it. So I think we didn't agree on that particular property and, um, and yeah. But you know, I love Tampa. Love it, bro. I like yeah. I like South Florida too. Uh, if there's two places, my two favorites in the state is definitely Tampa and um, South Florida on the East Coast. That side, right. freaking beautiful, bro. So yeah. I've done that quite a bit. 
But um, I know you got to get rolling here soon, but I had a few questions left for you. The first sure. one would be, number one, the reason why I like to, I like to ask this to a lot of guests is uh, one of the most frequently asked questions I get from people is, hey, man, like I'm in sales or I want to get into sales. Like, how do, I, how do I get better? How do I close more deals? What would you say to somebody listening to this going, I want to freaking close more deals and make more money? What would you say the, like, the biggest attributes of a sales I think it's know your product. I think if you know your product, you trust, you believe in your product, um, that's it. I mean, the, the, there's nothing out there. When you go on the phone or when you go and see someone and you, you really are not sure about your product, people know that when you don't know all the specifications about your product, people can tell that. So I would say that's, I mean, of course we're talking, it's an answer for a very broad question, right? Uh, but I would say know your product top to bottom, meaning you, you know the typical answers when someone rejects you immediately and you have to know how to get back from that question and, and you already know it so by knowing your product you know how to bounce back and, and, and fight stand your ground right so so i would say that's that's a hundred percent uh needed when trying to make that sell and, and when trying to close well, which close is different than than selling to be honest i mean selling it's um you're putting the information out there now closing uh closing is a, a different methodology and different people have different uh, ways of of doing it, but but you really have to to provide a push for that client sometimes, um, and you have to stand your ground. So so yeah, I think you know those are in in a broad statement. Um, what I can tell you. Mm -hmm. What about like repetition and in and like volume? Would you say that's because I mean if they don't know their product, obviously they're screwed. But if they're also not calling on a bunch of people, would you say they that? have to, they, yeah. they, they have to. And, and, and that goes for, yeah. And we're talking specifically sales. You have to do it. Like you have to do all those repetitions. I mean, um, I, I'm saying only in sales, but it applies for everything in life. Right. So when you go to the gym, you want to achieve something, you freaking go every day. Right. So repetition, um, and, and in sales, uh, repetition is essential because you get that pitch, you know, even better, more fluent, more natural. Um, and, and like everything in life, you know, um, practice makes perfect. So a hundred percent repetition, um, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and a lot of people ask that question too, but then when you tell them that that's what it is, they look at you like you got 10 heads, like, well, if it was that easy, wouldn't everybody do it? Well, it's not easy, but if you if you can be consistent about calling people every day, like, dude, that's a lot of people feel feel a lot of pain when when they like like something that they don't want to do. Like, it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people, right? To make those calls, to make the, you know, to knock on doors or whatever it might be. So, at the end of the day, they just gotta want it, right? And uh, yeah, and, and you have to learn. So, so the idea of repetition is for you to learn from previous mistakes and for you to identify. Uh, on your clients and, and, and their traits and, and, you know, different things. I mean, I think Jordan Belfort had a story um, when he was going out and selling meat or something like that, right? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the, the video. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's talking and, about how he how he uh, he sold like the whole truck and he came, went back to the company and they're like, yeah, folks all the meat. He's like, I sold it all, and they're like, yeah. so your friends. He's like, no, to strangers. Like, right, <laughs> right. That's it's an amazing story, and and I think he's he's a super intelligent guy, um, and I think uh, with him, he identified when he was, you know, uh, shadowing or, or being shadowed by by this guy who, who was teaching him he he started picking up on certain traits right like and it seems from the story that he was telling is that the other guy who who didn't sell anything for the entire day um was just being repetitive and repetitive without any improvement any adapt the the idea of repetitiveness is not to be a robot necessarily is for you to start picking up on on clients because every time you have a new conversation you're going to probably learn something new right and you have to make a decision on how to incorporate that onto your pitch so i think in, in that example that jordan gave um he picked up really quick like he's super smart so he picked up really quick and um and yeah that's why he's where he is you know 100%. Another thing, another point he brought up on that uh, story was about managing his state. So like, I don't know if you remember this part, but he basically talks about like the same story, but he's like, this guy, you know, went up to a hundred doors and he was so happy for the first five and then he got rejected. And then he had this negative attitude the rest of the day. And then, and then by the time he got to the door where somebody was like somewhat interested, he just automatically assumed they weren't. And then that basically, you know, confirmed them. Yeah shouldn't be interested whereas he was like i was happier than shit like i was i was i was in the same mood on my 98th door as the first one even though i got rejected 97 times yeah yeah 100 percent. i agree i mean you have and i think tony robbins talks about this a lot look we all go through states of mind right like um there are moments when you get excited about selling a product. You're, you're in selling mode, right? Like you put your mind to it. Uh, there are times when you don't want to do anything. Well, don't do anything, right? So, but, but the brain, it, you have to be able to, to have those triggers where you're able to, to put it in a certain state, right? Uh, and, and so if you're going to go and sell, and you are not in that state, in that, you know, positive state, in that uh, engaging state uh, to try to sell, to try to build that relationship, it's doom from the moment it starts. Um, so, and yeah, you can see it physically on some people, right? Mm -hmm. When they go and approach someone, you know that it's like it's a mandatory uh, kind of, uh, that they really don't want to do it. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, by the way, you know, I have, in my apartment, I have, uh, I bought one of those things that you bounce, uh, you know, like a small trampoline kind of. So before going on calls or, or things like that, I, I go and bounce, I try to physically, or, you know, I do some exercise to, to get the energy flowing, the blood flowing, you know? Yeah, that's what it's, I mean, that puts you in a, a much better state. Like if I, I notice a difference if I don't work out in the morning versus if I do, because the blood right. flow. You have you have more clarity and you're you're just happier. You're off to a better start. They say that um, you know those who have a good morning routine just have better days. You know and better 
better careers overall. I've noticed it for myself personally. So that's key. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so another thing too, bro, well, I know you got to get rolling here, but the last question I want to ask you is um, about confidence. So a lot of people struggle to have confidence. Like a lot of people, they're just – like, like you, you have no issue reaching out to people. I have no issue reaching out to people. Like we're, we're the type of people we'll literally talk to anybody and tr just try and build a relationship and see if we can add value to it. Right. But a lot of people, they're like, they, they feel like they, like, if they ask you a question about like, Oh, how'd you get connected with this person? And then you tell them, they're like, they just automatically tell themselves like, Oh, well, you know, I can't do that. Like I can't see myself doing that. Mm -hmm. It's not like they tell you it, but you can tell you know, this is how you gain confidence because a lot of people out there are struggling with confidence, but they could, you know, if, if they had maybe a few ways on how to increase their confidence, they would, you know, better their life because they better their relationships. I, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I mean, again, you have to find, so, you know, talking about facts here, uh, for example, for me, raising money, right? Some people don't have $100,000 in the bank, right? They have, let's say, 10,000, but they're asking for 100,000. To them, is a lot of money. So immediately in their brains, they start thinking, you know, I'm asking for a lot of money, right? So they, they put themselves in, in a position that when asking for it, uh, you know, they don't come in full. Uh, confidence right so if you are one of those that is asking for money don't be afraid of the amount like the reason that you're asking for whatever amount it is is because it will not only help you but it will help them so if it comes about if the question is related to money is look forget about the number uh m money is only a vehicle that will get you somewhere and, and if you have a great product, you shouldn't even be, you know, scared about asking for a million, two million, tell me $10 million. That's, that's just the reason you're asking for it is because you're going to provide a, a, a better return to, for that product for, for that money. So when gaining, uh, you know, unrelated to raising money and, and when trying to, you know, build your confidence is, uh, is something internal is something that you have to, to, to look into and, and, and trying to, to understand that um, everyone around that you're approaching is just like you. But if, but overall, when you're talking about your specific product, you're the best at it. So one of the things, you know, we've heard is for example, LeBron saying he's the best player in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So when approaching a situation, when I do it, I am the best fund manager in the world, right? I could care less. So everyone has their own, you know, mindset, but um, you got to think if you are the best, you understand you are the best. Uh, and that's the way to go about it. I love it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, Roberto, I really appreciate all your time. For those of you, Go out and follow Roberto at roberto.mbcapital on Instagram. That's roberto.m, as in Mary, B as in boy, capital. Go follow his ass. Go uh, rate, review, share, subscribe to High Energy Ballers. Thanks for watching another episode. We will catch you later.
This is the High Energy Ballers Podcast with Eric DeJohn. Subscribe on your favorite platform and as always, bring the energy.